the following announcement has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. It's me, it's me, it's the ROB, mobbing once again with the Dirt Sheet Provider right here on Perched on the Top Rope. DSH, Lee Walker, the adorable one, Alex Tom, and former WWE writer, Rob Hockman, you're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. That's right. I am the DSP Lee Walker. And as you heard, we have our host, Rob Hockman, former WWE writer. Rob, how are you doing today? I am rocking and rolling. The Giants won today. Nothing could be better except uh, getting to see Cassie and Jesse November 13th and 14th. Courtesy of Perched on the Top Rope. And don't forget, not that I don't like Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo, you know I love you, baby. And Sonny Ono, October 23rd up in Albany. Super excited. But right now, tonight, right here, we're talking all things wrestling. We're talking WWE. We're talking AEW. We're talking a draft that, you know what? As a Giant fan, everybody wants uh, the GM of the Giants fired. Well, whoever was making those picks this this past Friday night, uh, talk about a GM or GMs that should be fired. Man, wow. Questions all over the place. Is it that the fact that the roster... Yeah. Is it the fact that the roster is lacking that much depth when it comes to the rosters themselves? I mean, I'm looking at the list right now, and there's a lot of names that I'm thinking, why aren't they on there? And then there's names that I'm looking at, and I'm like, why are you on there so early? Well, no, I, I and and I look at things with my with my with my writer hat on, and anytime things like this are done, I I do it with my writer hat on. So understand this. SmackDown drafted Charlotte Flair, who was the Raw Women's Champion. SmackDown then went, or uh, Raw then went and drafted Bianca Belair, who is not a champion. So now we've got Becky Lynch, who is the SmackDown Women's Champion, and we've got Charlotte, who is the Raw Women's Champion, on SmackDown! I mean, me personally, I don't see a unification of the championship. No, but... you're not going to have that. So we got some confangled bullshit that's got to have. This is stupid. It just. And also saying that no Naomi, no offense to Naomi, but Naomi with a huge pickup. They've just gotten in the fourth round. They got Naomi. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Of all the superstars in professional wrestling, or I'm sorry, WWE. In the fourth round, when we're taking one wrestler apiece, you selected Naomi and 
Bless his heart, Pat McAfee says, that's the coup. The coup de gras. We did it. What what did you do? That's like selecting a punter at the first draft pick in the first round, you moron. <laughs> well, let's let's break down the, the rules to this year's draft. Since Raw is a three-hour show and SmackDown is a two-hour show, the first round is one male, one female. The second round is three and three. And it can be anything. Yeah. Singles, tag teams, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then it goes so on and so forth. Uh, the first round draft pick by Raw and SmackDown, Raw picked the WWE champion, Big E. SmackDown picked the Universal champion, Roman Reigns. Which is where it starts to make sense. I mean, if we were going to think this was legit, you want your guy and I want mine. Yeah. Fair deal. You, you, you assume the champions are getting picked first. Um, so within that, we see SmackDown draft Charlotte Flair, who is the Raw women's champion, as you brought up. And then Raw picks Bianca Belair. So as you we were saying, this now leaves both women's champions on SmackDown currently. And the GM and- of Raw left uh, a, a vacant women's champion the only thing that it screams to me is by picking bianca bell air so early is that montez ford and angelo dawkins are 100 percent gotta go to raw because they don't break up the marriages anymore yeah but here's so, the thing if i was uh, if 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 i'm in a booking room and you always ask me this if i'm in the booking room champions are off off limits yeah your your raw world champion biggie uh charlotte and and the tag team champions the raw tag team champions whoever they may be at this time they're off limits same thing with smackdown off limits you draft untitled people unless you're going to make the u.s champion and the intercontinental championship flip brands i don't think we use the intercontinental championship anymore but unless you're going to make those things flip brands people with titles stay where they are now you pick now you pick what you want and that's it yeah um which would mean you know you 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 draft your champions first so that they're protected and safe but um, they did that in the first round with the men's, but then it just kind of goes downhill from there a little bit. Now, the second round, we get RK Bro on Raw, Randy Orton and Riddle, who are your Raw tag team champions right now. Okay, makes sense. Smackdown drafts Drew McIntyre. So Raw then drafts Edge. I would say it's a, a cool pick for, for Raw. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And SmackDown picks the New Day. So the reunion that we all thought we were going to get with Kofi, Xavier, and Biggie staying together is now off the tables again. <laughs> this one disappointed fans a little bit, and rightfully so. Uh, I think you should, you know, the new day should be kind of kept together. 
you haven't really changed much of anything when it comes to Big E. Aside from his theme music, he's still the same as he was with the New Day. He's just not with the New Day. I understand where they're going with it, though. Yeah, so they I'm. A- want, they want Big E to break off on onto his onto his own. They want. And, he want. They're going to make him the next breakout star. Well, knowing Vince the way the way I know Vince, Kofi and 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 uh, Cruz. Uh, not Cruz. Consequences Creed. Yeah, Xavier Woods there. Xavier Woods, thank you. They're, he, they're not going to be the top guys. Too small in Vince's eyes. Too small. Big E, he's the guy. And they want to try and break him away from the comical, if you will, uh, New Day. Yeah. I mean, he still does all the same stuff. He's still the same to me. Nothing like. I agree still, with you, but it. I, I'm just telling you. Yeah. What, what he's what he's saying, what he's saying. Yeah. From his perspective. Um, so really, the only thing that kind of just throws me off is the Bianca Belair part and Charlotte Flair. That's, you know, obviously we're going to see. I, in my opinion, Becky is going to get drafted to Raw, which also means her husband or boyfriend, whatever, Seth Rollins, is getting drafted to Raw as well. So we move on to, 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 to round number three, and uh, we draft the women's tag team champions, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash. I think this is a waste because they're the tag team champions. They can go on either show at any time. So I think that's a waste of a draft pick. You know, what, what are you thinking there? Uh, in SmackDown drafts, and I hate this name, Happy Corbin. <laughs> and, and his Madcap new... Moss. Yes. <laughs> love it. How do you not love Madcat? I like the work that's being done. But why, why can't he just be Baron Corbin? Why has he got to be happy Corbin? Because he, he, he was down on his luck, and now he's happy. Come on, pal. He's happy now. I mean, it would make, he, more, sen- it, it would make more sense to me if, like, WWE did what AEW did with, with theme music, and he came out to, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, the R&B artist there. Because I'm happy. <laughs> you know when he comes up to that like I'd, I, I'd, I'd be more into it but we don't pay we don't pay for uh, uh, we don't, we don't pay the royalties rights. for the yeah licensing. we don't do yeah. that so then Raw drafts uh, Keith Lee Bearcat Bearcat yeah. I was going to say who, who's been under some like scrutiny over a name change but this to me is where you need an exceptional commentator like Matt Stryker who knows his wrestling history and would inform the fans that the name Bearcat actually came from what many believe to be the first African-American wrestling champion, not in, not in, um, I can't remember. I think it was like the, it was the Negro wrestling league back in like the twenties and thirties is what it was called. And then there was, uh, I don't remember the name of the company, which Bearcat actually won the championship, but he's actually recognized as one of like the first 
to hold a world title. And after he's one of the first African-Americans they consider to hold a world title. Well, see, and that's, and that's awesome. But again, and this goes back to, you know, not to go down a rabbit hole folks, but uh, you know, the way AEW does their Japanese guys coming into town, we don't tell a story about it. That would be a great story. That would be a great lesson to teach people. That would be a great thing to teach people during Black History Month. And I'm glad you brought that up because on our wrestling page in February for uh, Black History Month, every day we posted a retro or a modern African-American superstar who helped change the landscape of professional wrestling for African-Americans. Bearcat's one of the ones that we used. He's one of the one. He was one of the first in the first week, I believe. Um, and those posts went over really well, but I never saw any other wrestling page or YouTube page or anything do something like that. We did it every day for the entire month of February. And I hope Ron Killings was up there one of those days. Ron Ron was on there considering he's considered the first NWA champion, African-American. I was there that night. Great night. Uh, we used Harlem Heat, Booker T, Stevie Ray. We used, uh, basically, you name him, we, Ernie Ladd. Curtis nonetheless, Heath. nonetheless, this Bearcat thing yeah. should have been used at the right time. And it should have had a buildup to it. It should have had a story to it. They just came out. We drafted Keith Bearcat Lee. I'm sitting at home watching this thinking, Bearcat Lee? Did he just get a, a gimmick change that nobody knew about? What, what's going on? Well, and that's where you need the story to be told. Yeah. For fans Big to time. understand. Big time. I but under, that's, I you unveil that. You unveil that during black history month yeah you know it realistically could have been something they waited on um i would say for this time being what you know not to play fantasy booker but we're going to play fantasy booker i'd keep him as keith lee going you know being drafted to raw you know where he is i'd put him with the hurt business let him rock out with them till february have some sort of issues happen between him and um, Bobby Lashley, because mm-hmm. he's the big name. He's the biggest guy in, in, in the Hurt Business. And I would run with that until February, then have them feud, and then explain the name Bearcat and how he's going to take over the name and, and the moniker and all of that of what Bearcat was. Yeah, totally. You know? um, and then in the SmackDown out of left field grabs from NXT hit row. Now I understand trying to go for like some sort of shock value taking from NXT, but if I'm not mistaken, Rob hit row is not that old. No. And, and, and then raw drafted another guy too from NXT, but Look, here's I know you don't I know you don't follow a lot of sports league, but a lot of our listeners probably do. A lot of our listeners probably play fantasy sports, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever the case may be. Let me break this draft, if you will, down. 
Imagine playing fantasy football and in the in the realm of fantasy football, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers choose not to select Tom Brady as their quarterback. That's like that's like Raw not selecting their world champion. That's like SmackDown not selecting their world champion. That's why champions should be off limits. Again, we already discussed that. Second of all, these picks that we're talking about, these picks that you're mentioning, that's like you having this, the, the, the second round pick and selecting a kicker instead of a wide receiver or a running back that is going to score you a ton of points. You selected a kicker. When we get to the fifth round, you really want to be selecting still meat and potatoes of your, of your roster here if we're doing fantasy sports, and you're selecting hit row which is like selecting Rob Hockman who played high school football for, for, for a high school that had zero wins in four years. True story. Hudson Catholic shout out. Um, but nonetheless, that's, that's like selecting hit row. This draft leaves people. If you want to suspend disbelief, it leaves the wrestling fans scratching their head tremendously and 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 if i'm and truth be told if i'm a fox executive and a usa executive because they are two separate companies i'm sitting in a room and i'm pissed i'm pissed and i'm going hey you know what we are taking over this draft (laughs) and 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 i think truth be told if you let usa and you let fox really go at it you'd probably have a more entertaining draft You'd probably have more entertaining trades if you got executives in a room to say, you know what? We want Roman Reigns that bad. We'll give you this, 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 this sort of like the, the Herschel Walker trade, the infamous Herschel Walker trade that people talk about from years ago with the Dallas Cowboys and how the Dallas Cowboys became as great as they did. That, you know, would be an executive kind of thing. WWE is just playing checkers. They're playing games with each other. They own the whole thing, so they're just going, oh, we'll just move this piece over here and this piece over here. And the fans are stupid. They'll never understand. No, no, no. Let's get the truly pissed off USA executives who are truly pissed off at their one point whatever rating. And and we can get into that later, that you might be seeing a whole lot less of Monday Night Raw sooner rather than later uh, if these ratings continue the way they do. Then you, you know if you put these executives in a room, let's 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 battle it out because it's your billion versus my billion. WWE is just sitting back going, "Hey, I forgot both billions." They don't have to do anything right now, folks. They don't have to do anything. USA and Fox are the ones that really should be the ones fighting it out. Yeah. No. Um... And that's literally what this this draft has become about. It's no longer about the superstars themselves. It's about the networks. And based off this first night, no one really won. But if you're either network, if you're the USA executive, are you happy? <laughs> Looking at the names, I'm probably more happy than... SmackDown. Really? Okay. The SmackDown drafted 
Roman. We kept Roman. We've got the two women's champions. You've got Roman, Charlotte, Drew, The New Day, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, Hit Row so far. We're at round four right now that we're about to announce. And we haven't drafted Becky. So Becky's still technically on our team. Yeah. Uh, So round four, Raw drafts Ray and Dominic Mysterio, (laughs) which to me is, again, kind of a waste because if it's a tag team, we've seen the hints and the Easter eggs of them breaking up. So I feel like when they break up, Ray's just kind of kind of just gonna disappear, and you're only getting one superstar out of it, real realistically. Uh, and we see SmackDown draft Naomi, who since bringing her to SmackDown, they haven't had her wrestle at all, and, and just given her these frustrating segments that we watch. I think Dave Gettleman is making both of these picks. The the real question is is, is you have the Usos, you have Roman Reigns. Why haven't they put her with the Bloodline yet? Well, why didn't we draft? Here's another great question, which I know they set it up for storyline. If you drafted Roman Reigns, why didn't you draft the Usos? Why have the Usos not been drafted? And now they set up the whole storyline. Oh, make sure you go there, Paul. Make sure they don't draft the Usos. Yeah. So now you're kind of telling me what's going to happen Monday night. You know Raw is going to have to draft the Usos, and Paul's going to get himself in trouble. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we draft the Usos? Yeah. I mean, so that- two guys two guys in their basement could draft this, this thing better than, than Vince is playing this out. Well, that's what we're doing right now. I, well, I don't have a ba- – we don't have basements here in Florida, but okay. I don't have a basement either, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Raw for their final in round four picks a guy who's already been on Raw something happened brought him back down to NXT now they're bringing him back Austin Theory (laughs) what's the theory in picking him again if you're that's why the that's why this draft should be done by USA and Fox executives. You damn well know that there is a guy at USA and there is a guy at Fox that that is in charge. And I'm telling you, this is a fact. There is a guy in charge of knowing everything there is to know about WWE. And he has to report to the higher ups. That guy on USA's side and that guy on Fox's side need to have like your NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, NBA, whatever you want to call it, draft. And and if we're going to do this, the champions are off limits. Your champions are yours. Your champions are yours. We're going to take everybody else, throw them in a bucket, and you start picking. And you start yeah. going. That's what this should be about. And 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 – you know, those guys should be held accountable. Vince yeah. is just sitting back going, well, I own the whole thing, so what does it freaking matter? Yeah. But the last pick for SmackDown also throws me off, too, a little bit, because he got the new theme music that everybody wanted. He goes 
in a roller coaster with his career in WWE right now. And right now, I think he's kind of on a lull. Just fresh off of an opportunity at the United States Championship. <sighs> Did not win. Then he's running around chasing Reggie. And now he's not going to be able to chase Reggie anymore. We have Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And, and Jeff is a friend. I love Jeff. I know he's doing it right now. Just, you know, he's going along to get along. But God, where was the thought process on that? I don't know. I just don't know. You know, I, I think that in my eyes, you can't have Jeff without Matt type deal. Matt's doing really well in AEW. We know this. We, we oh, see it on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. But this always seems to happen. They, they brought the Hardys back. They were clearly wanted Jeff more than Matt, but you knew you had, you could only get the both of them together. Matt's gone. And now they're back to doing the same thing they did with Jeff. The last time you had a lackluster run and that's where we're at now. I get that. They probably think he's at an age where it's more about, Hey, you need to put this guy over. Hey, we need you to put this guy over. Cause they're all younger. They threw him a couple bones, beating Karrion Cross. That's great. My eyes, the man sh should have one more world championship run, and then let him let let him retire, or do his thing, whatever he wants to do. But it's it's so hard to watch what they're doing to this man. He needs a title run. I don't know if it's a world championship title run, but he needs a championship run. That's that. I mean, that's. I don't know that I can justify putting the, the either the Raw title or the SmackDown title on him. First of all, the SmackDown title, Roman Reigns is not you losing that title for any foreseeable future. It's just no. not happening. So I can't see. And then and you would have to take it off a of big E. It just doesn't fit. So Jeff would need like one of those undercard titles. Yeah. Not the 24-7, but, you know, I, where is the Intercontinental title? Yeah. I mean, Shinsuke was not drafted, and he's the Intercontinental champion. Okay. See, see the problem with this? When titles don't mean anything anymore. You know, in the 80s, you knew Macho Man was the, world, the Intercontinental champion. You knew Hogan was the world champion. You knew the Hart Foundation was the tag team champions. You knew those three titles. The fact that we have to sit here and, and, and wonder who is this, who is that, who is, and we've got 5 million damn titles. Enough already. Yeah. But, um, you know, he wasn't drafted and Damian Priest wasn't drafted either, who's the United States champion. United States you know? champion. Exactly. You know, um, but that was the end of the draft on SmackDown. There's still more. <laughs> they always do this they always like surprise we're gonna throw some more names out there not on tv so uh i'm gonna go through because these were all for raw uh, none of them were for smackdown it's just all raw because raw has the larger roster so i'm gonna i'm gonna rifle through some of these names real quick uh a couple of them i'm not even gonna pronounce them right so just bear with me it's just the way it is 
and one I just don't even know his name. So uh, Nia Jax, Johnny Drip Trip Morrison, your 24-7 champion, Reggie. No, I thought it was so a, a, a champion was drafted. There you go. Following Reggie is also our truth. Yes. Drake Maverick. Akira Tozawa, who are your main guys chasing the 24-7 belt. Uh, we also have Dominic Dukozovic, who is uh, Mace or T-Bar. T-Bar. He's T-Bar. I don't pay attention because I just I've always called him by his regular name instead of T-Bar in, in the other one. Uh, Selena Vega. We have your favorite, Dewdrop. Uh, we have Apollo Cruz and the big guy from uh, Shane McMahon's little Monday Night Raw. Aziz. Um, yeah, there we go. So Aziz gets to come with with uh, Apollo. Apollo. That's yep. nice. Uh, we also have Chad Gable and Otis rounding out the final draft picks. It's amazing how last I checked, that's two people, but you get to take them all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and then Monday, obviously, we'll find out the rest of the draft. And then on Tuesday, there'll be the SmackDown supplemental draft, right? I'm uh, assuming so. I always, the, the way they always used to do these drafts was the fact that, like, they're, they're not, this one's definitely not done the same because in years past, it was always like a two to one ratio pick wise. Raw was always allowed to pick two people, SmackDown only picked one each round because raw is three hours. So they need more people. Well, I mean, what you read off was sort of like when, you know, in the NFL draft, you have Thursday night is the first round and everyone gets all excited about the first round Friday. You have the second and the third round. So that's okay. Saturday and Sunday, you tend to, you tend to, to, to go out and do things. Maybe you go to a bar, maybe you, you go out to eat and you would watch ESPN and ESPN would just have that ticker where it would just have, you know, picks 100 to 300. Yeah. And you would just look for your team name ever so quickly. And what you just read off was sort of like reading the ticker of we got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And you're watching it going, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it was seriously, I mean, you didn't, you didn't read anything that, that, blew my socks off and second of all here's the other thing that i was thinking the 24 7 champion has to defend the title 24 7 right yeah so why would i care where the 24 7 champion got drafted because if i'm on smackdown i could just go over to raw beat him up take the title and go back to smackdown so why do i gotta draft all these 24 7 chasers well it's because i i think that I mean, they were all part of Raw, but if they went to SmackDown, then who do you have that's going to fill as a chaser? Now you got to well, find somebody else. Well, no. What I'm saying is they, they could chase at any time, couldn't they? They could just show up, beat you up, take the title, go back to SmackDown. Yeah, but I don't think Raw, I don't think they're doing that where they're just going to say, oh, well, we know you're on SmackDown, but here, we're just going to let you in the building, even though you work for WWE, which you should be in the building no matter what. Type well, if deal. we were watching the 24-7 segments, Ronnie was getting beaten a park by a, a guy in a costume, a Mickey Mouse costume. So, yeah, 
I just I don't I don't I never see them like invite like having other people from the other SmackDown come over and and chase after. But do you notice that you and I are discussing the twenty four seven champion in a draft as a major pick when we should be talking about you know a, 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 wide, rec- a wide receiver or a running back number two. For fantasy football people out there, we should be talking about that and not Takazawa. Okay. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. We shouldn't be talking about Naomi. Sorry. We shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's just, again, like I said, I don't know if the the roster is lacking that much depth to it, but it kind of seems that way. And this draft is a, a good, good proving point of that, that they are kind of, in a lackluster of, I don't, I, nothing negative to say great superstars, but out of all the names I read, Edge stood out the most because he was the only part-timer picked. I mean, if, if you and I sat down and, and Alex included um, and, and decided to play draft, okay, these names would not be anywhere close to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that we would pick. None. And and there's three of us. That's 21 people. 21 wrestlers. If you want to include tag teams and things like that included, these names aren't the ones we're going to be choosing outside of the champions. Now, don't get me wrong. Roman Reigns, Big E, you're going to be choosing the big guys. Yeah. But none of us are choosing Naomi. I mean, none of us are choosing Takazawa. No. As much as I love Ron Killings, none of us are choosing Ron Killings. No. I mean. No, not at all. But, um, yeah, so that is night one, and we have night two tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And uh, Can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I mean, there's still more champions, hopefully, that they're going to pick and this and that. So um, as far as WWE goes, the – the draft was not good. I'm going to leave it at that. But um, <laughs> we're going to go to something a little better. AW Dynamite. I thought this Brody Lee tribute show is essentially what they were calling it. Was awesome. They had the show in Rochester, New York. That is where Brody Lee is from. I am like an hour and a half away from there phenomenal the card again it was like they gave us a pay-per-view worthy style night of tv mm-hmm. let's break the card down real quick you had adam cole defeat jungle boy i thought it was a great match yeah you know um Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson defeated uh, Deontay Martin and Matt Seidel. I'm always curious to why Brandy comes out of the heel entrance while everyone else came out of the face. Do you but know her? <laughs> no, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me something. Now you know why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't so much much the match itself that people are going to remember it was the promo that came after with lee johnson cody rhodes 
and Arn Anderson. And Arn Anderson has become meme central since Wednesday. How do you not love that? When he talks about Cody being weak and he doesn't train weak wrestlers. Then he has Lee Johnson follow him out of the ring. But it was the uh, the gun talking that had everyone... The Glock? Yeah, that had everyone going crazy and uh, making a lot of memes out of him. It's a I, Fortnite I, character. I, I, yeah, I posted a Fortnite <laughs> character with a Glock. And, with, and it was Arn Anderson. And he's got the Glock in his trunks, you know, with the, the handle sticking out and everything. Um, there have been other ones with him in a vehicle and, like, the window, like, partially down. Um, just wild, man. Just wild. And, and to be honest, I'm shocked that there wasn't any heat for the promo because essentially he said, I would put a gun to, to, I would put a gun to someone's head and just boom. You know, and I'm shocked that that didn't get a lot of heat from from people. I want somebody out there with all their graphic knowledge. Alex, even even Alex Todd, somebody get the Boys in the Hood video from the movie <laughs> where Ricky is running down the, the down the alley, yeah. and Arn and the and the guy who shoots him, it's Arn's head. And they just get the gun and they blow Ricky away. <laughs> Somebody get me the video from Boys in the Hood. That's my favorite movie is Boys in the Hood. And and somebody get me that video of when the ending where they're shooting Ricky. And you could even get Brandy and superimpose Brandy's face on the one when they're like, Ricky, you know, and just, oh, yeah, just totally. Yeah, that I mean. Yeah, it just popped into my head while we were doing this. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see if Alex can do that because <laughs> Alex is not here this week, so he can make it up. Um, our next match, we had John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen defeat Bear Country and Anthony Green. Not a bad match. I, 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 I like the tag team of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. You know, and throwing Darby Allen in the mix with them was 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 a good uh, trios. This is where I, I've I've said it. I would love to see a trios championship uh, come back. I know Ring of Honor has trio belts, but I'd love to see it in AEW. I'd also like to see it in WWE. WWE right now has the the Bloodline. They had the New Day, but split them up. That would have been you know could have been great right there. Um, and, you know, you said there's too many belts, but AEW's got a roster of 108 people. A TNT championship, your heavyweight championship and tag team titles. As, aside from the women's belt, you've got four belts for five people and 108 competing weekly. But, but doesn't that make those titles mean more? It does, but I, you know, I feel like there needs to be a mid-card kind of championship. That's, you know? the, TN, that's the TNT titles. Yeah, uh, I, against I, what but, Tony Khan wants to say, that's the TNT title. But, but, but he doesn't consider it for mid-cards. He said that on the All Out uh, 
press conference that we were part of uh, because someone asked a question about it being for mid carters. And he goes, I don't like that. I'm not answering that because it's not a mid card belt. And he, he made that like, known. it's not a mid card belt. And I'm actually about to throw something out there a little special when it comes to Miro's championship here in a little bit. But um, yeah, the trios, it was a good match. And we saw Moxley Kingston and Darby win. Um, next match we see is uh, the dark order with orange Cassidy defeat um, HFO, which is Matt Hardy's group there. And at one point um, the dark order has been feuding with each other internally and it hasn't been going well. And uh, Ty Conti and Anna Jay have threatened to leave and, and this and that, if they can't get it together uh, to the point that negative one came out, he threw something at Evil Uno. I think it was like a water bottle and then gave them the marching orders to get back in the ring because uh, Evil Uno and Steve Grayson were going to leave. They go back, they finish the match, they win. I thought this was a well played out match. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, it, was, it was a good, fun match. Um, I thought Matt Hardy and his group, you know, realistically anyone could have won it but it was a Brody Lee tribute show you, you knew the dark order was going over but it was still really cool to see negative one come out especially with it being the hometown for him and his dad yeah. you know so it was it was a nice touching moment after um everybody in the ring and you know they put negative one on their shoulders and everything it was a, it was a feel good moment and I, I really enjoyed that <sighs> This next one, though, is a little different. I've been very vocal about Anna Jay, the bunny, and Penelope Ford as also part of the Dark Order. Ty Conti and Anna Jay took on the bunny and Penelope Ford. No disrespect to anybody, but Anna Jay, the bunny, and Penelope Ford. I don't know why they're on TV. They should not be on TV. They need to go to a training school or something. Uh, watching them on All Out during the casino, the women's casino battle royal. Robin, I, I, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about because you're shaking your head and like, yeah, disbelief. Like, wow. I, yeah, I can't believe you're saying this right now. They were in the corner like barely you know penelope ford and, and the bunny had anna jay in the corner in in the battle in the casino battle royal barely hitting her waiting for their spot literally like looking at the ramp like waiting for ty conti to come out it was a lat the 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 that was a lackluster and it actually ruined it ruined the battle royal for me this match was a little better but you could still tell Penelope Ford, the bunny, and Anna Jay need a lot of work. Well, let's let's talk truths. Story time, baby. Let's 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 tell truths. And that's not that's not Robbie time story time, but let's talk truths. Anna Jay is banging Jungle Boy. Guess what? She stays. Uh, 
the bunny is actually trained. She's probably the most trained out of both of uh, out of all three of them. Um, but you can only work with what you can work with. And Penelope, <laughs> to quote Jim Cornette, has had more AEW hoo-hahs in her than most cactuses. Um, so that's why she's there. So why why the three are there? Uh, the bunny can wrestle. The other two are banging. And I mean, I know Ty Conti can go. I, I've I've watched her live. That has none times. to do. We were talking about the three. Yeah, no, I know. Has none to do with Ty Conti. I mean, Bunny is with uh, Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, she's 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 with the Blade though. She's been with him for a long time. Yeah, um, they they've been in my home Binghamton, New York, at Excite Wrestling. Um, even before they were at Impact. So, I mean, I know she can wrestle, but the the Penelope Ford thing and Anna J just just bring it all down. I mean, again, like I said, no offense, but some work needs to be done. But a lot of dark matches. Yeah. And with that being said, we end the night with the TNT championship on the line. Miro defends his championship against Sammy Guevara. We have a new TNT championship winner. We have a new champion. We have Sammy Guevara. Sammy Bless. Sorry, Guevara. Alex. Editing. Yeah, Sammy, Sammy Guevara as your new TNT champion. And the interesting thing about that is on the side plates, there was something specific that I can't remember what it was, but it, it's related to uh, Miro's uh, heritage. And what it's referring to was as the great champion, you'll have seven, you'll have eight title defenses, but on the eighth one, you'll lose it. This was Miro's eighth title defense. <laughs> it's on the side plates. It's on the plates of the TNT championship when Miro had it redone. Um, I just can't remember offhand who, who the person was or the, the, the thing that it's related to, but it's, it's related to his heritage. And, and it had to do with eight title defenses, but on the eighth one, you lose. It's just, a, it's an Easter egg. We know AEW loves Easter eggs. They literally put an Easter egg in the TNT championship. Well, here's, here's a fun Easter egg from WrestleMania back in the day. Um, we were in New Orleans. And... It was WrestleMania 30. Definitely was WrestleMania 30. My parents were with me. My father is born Hungarian. Um, and Rusev came out. He was walking the streets. We were having lunch. Rusev was walking by. And I told my dad, I said, he's Hungarian. And everyone knows Rusev is Bulgarian. He's not mm -hmm. Hungarian. He's Bulgarian. Rusev goes, gets his food. He's coming back. And my father decides to say to him, Kish, fuss, fuss in Hungarian, which is basically go fuck yourself and suck a dick. <laughs> and, but it's in Hungarian. It's in yeah. Hungarian. And Rusev actually turns around, looks at my dad, and they start talking in Hungarian. 
So <laughs> I don't know how Bulgarian the Bulgarian brute really is, unless he's multilingual, and he could be. But uh, but yeah, so I, I I have reason to believe he is the Hungarian barbarian, and not the Bulgarian brute. But that's a story for another day, folks. Well, hey, we know Cesaro can speak like seven languages, so it, I I don't think I'd put it past if Miro is bilingual by any means. And if and if uh, Lana, who I didn't get to see at, uh, at Legends of the Ring this weekend, because um, I didn't go, like many people, um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I would have, I would have uh, told her Yako Hayatebe and Yastaboyam Hochuspate for all my Russian people out there. I love you and I want to sleep with you. But, you know, that, that's only if she's really Russian. I know who I'm tagging in Twitter tonight. <laughs> Death goes up. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Lana. Oh, God. Oh, man. But we also know that wasn't the only Brody Lee tribute show that happened as this weekend, while a lot of those from AEW were in upstate New York, 2CW ran uh, reunion shows. For those who don't know what 2CW is, it is a very highly popular uh, central New York, uh, even northern, western New York. They've traveled independent wrestling company Thursday night. They ran out of Binghamton, Stu Grayson, Eva Luno. Uh, I believe Thunder Rosa was there for that one. She was there on Friday night at the show. I was at at Syracuse, New York. Uh, Stu Grayson and Eva Luno were there as well for this one in Syracuse, which was really cool because Stu Grayson and Eva Luno were doing a $10 Photos and autographs. You got both their autographs and your photo with them for 10 bucks. Talk you about you don't see that every day. No. Ever so, now. No, no. So it was it was it was incredible. Uh Thunder Rosa was there, she was awesome. Uh, as fans know, I, I've bragged about it a lot when AEW had the first women's pay-per-view, or not pay-per-view, the first uh main event on AEW Dynamite. I did one of the interviews with Thunder Rosa as she was facing Dr. Britt Baker in the first women's main event, which was awesome. Um, the matches were awesome. And this was one of Brody Lee's independent stomping grounds that he was a frequent at. What was really cool was the surprise that they kept from the fans, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno were the main event taking on uh, two local independent wrestlers who are frequent at 2CW. They're frequent at uh, Upstate Pro in Rochester, where Brody Lee also wrestled, regulars at Excite Wrestling. And one of the guys that I, I don't remember what his actual name is, he's like four foot seven. So we, we, everyone literally just chants Justin Bieber at him. And um, so he's got a chair. He's about to whack one of one of the steward evil Uno. And out comes from the dark because they shut all the lights off. Negative one. Uh, it was really cool to see him 
he basically gives uh, one of the wrestlers a low blow and then they have the chair up against them and evil Uno holds the chair while uh, negative one basically super kicks the chair to the guy's face. It was really cool. And it was just a really neat thing because like I said, it, it was a, a stomping ground of his dad during his independent days. So to have negative one come out, not just at an independent show, but an independent show that his dad was a frequent at was really cool. And a lot of the fans had signs for Brody Lee. There was a, a, a video tribute package uh, in the beginning that showcased everyone who had passed away that was part of 2CW. And Brody Lee had a huge section in, in the tribute video. I was very fitting. It was very cool. Um, so the thing about the tribute show was when it, when it came to this was 2CW closed in 2015. Their final show had, it was December 15th, 2016. And less than two months later, AJ Styles was in the Royal Rumble at number three. It was one of AJ Styles' last independent bookings. Kenny Omega, fresh from Japan, was at this show. The Young Bucks at this show. Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards at this show. Johnny Wrestling, Candice LeRae at this show. Havoc at this show. Matt Cross at this show. Two Cold Scorpio at this show. Spike Dudley's very last match at this show. 2CW's done a lot of special things and it's got a cult following. And even to this day, both shows were packed, sold out. I didn't go to the one in Binghamton, but I was at the one in Syracuse and AEW could literally do something with this company. The owner's health isn't the best though which is why it originally stopped running in 2015. Uh, they ran these reunion shows. Uh, unfortunately, Sammy Callahan was supposed to be at the show on Friday, uh, but he broke his ankle a couple weeks ago and uh, did a video package and basically said, y'all better do another reunion show because technically he's the two CW heavyweight champion. The young bucks are technically the two CW tag team champions. The young bucks weren't there. Um, they couldn't do the show, but they did a, a video promo. It was really cool to watch, but um, I wouldn't put it past that. This would not be the last two CW show. And, and Rob, I know what you're thinking. You heard all those names. That's not a cheap show to run. Not at all. Not at all. And I was having flashbacks to, you know, my time back in the day. And that's just that, that, that is, I, I hope they come back. Uh, I hope they do another show because if, if you're selling out, don't, don't quit while you're ahead. Um, you know, I'm sorry to hear that the owner is not in the best of health, but you know, uh, hopefully things will turn around. Tremendous show. The names alone, we like to call it WrestleMania. 
you know, when you have an indie show that has that many names on it, we call it WrestleMania. Um, yeah. And that's that's WrestleMania. Everything you listed off is just out of this world. And, and, and for the show on Friday, you know, besides, you know, Two Cold Scorpio, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, Thunder Rosa, Moose, um, Eddie Edwards' partner, uh, Davey Richards, was there. Rich Swan was there. Warhorse was there. Again, Two Cold Scorpio. Uh, we had Mercedes Martinez there. Uh, Rachel Ellering was there. 11 Big cast. 12, 13. Uh, Enzo. Enzo. Ben Hameen, the man for the $5 slip, who's part of uh, the brand, Vince Russo's network. He was there. That I, There's a lot of big names. I mean, that's a lot of money to shell out for an independent company. But again, like I said, these are sold out shows on Thursday and Friday. Like, uh, I'll never forget, 2CW actually ran a show. Uh, I don't remember where in New York it was, but it was in the state of New York. They drew, I believe it was said, because Hacksaw Jim Duggan even tweeted about this. 2CW had like 1,500 or 1,800 show up for this one independent show. Impact ran at the same venue and only had 400 people show up. It doesn't surprise me. You know? Doesn't surprise so, me. I mean, there was... I mean, like I said, the, the owner does a phenomenal job. He brings in so many talents for, for these shows. Oh, um, Red Death Daniel Garcia from AEW is there as well. That's 14. There you go. You know, and he had been someone I had seen in uh, Excite Wrestling. And I believe he was also at the last two CW show, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he was younger then. Now, you know, now he's in AEW and, and, and doing great. Uh, but hey, you got to watch out, buddy. So, I mean, I love the independent scene. And the one thing that had always scared me about AEW was what's it going to do to the independent scene? Now, the thing is, like, for a guy like me with Perched on the Top Rope, th these events are where I go to get some of these legends for interviews and things like that. The problem I ran across with AEW, and even Impact now, is when these talents show up to these shows, they can't do interviews. Cause then you, you have the, um, if it's impact, you, Hey, you got to talk to, to Ross. I mean, for me, that's usually not a problem because we've been part of the impact podcast with all the talents that they have on there. You know, we've worked with Eric young. We've worked with Tennille Dashwood, uh, Don Callis, even, you know, so for someone like us, that wouldn't be a problem. But if you're a younger podcast who hasn't been in the in the game that long, you're going to hear, well, you got to talk to Ross. And your first question is going to be, is, well, who's that? Who's Ross? You know? <laughs> hey, if you watch Impact, he's the doctor on TV all the time. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your little Easter egg. 
You'd have to find impact. (laughs) That's a problem in itself now. Because like trying to find the ratings when I'm posting about the ratings has been rather hard because now they're doing the same thing that MLW is doing with the whole YouTube thing. You know, paying to, to watch it type deal. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, how much, how longer do you give the product away for free if you're impact on Twitch? How long do you give the product away for free if you're on, you know, your MLW? You can't do it. You know, you gotta. You gotta sell to somebody. You gotta be, you gotta be making money somewhere. Yeah. You know, you gotta be able to bring it in somehow. So I understand the move. I know it made a lot of fans mad that, oh my God, you had to pay for wrestling. But if you're willing to pay for Fightful's uh, little uh, news information through their Patron or whatever the heck they're called now, where, you know, it's like calling the hotline number. Instead, you're paying to listen to the podcast to get their information, which other dirt sheets actually pay to listen to get the news to post on their websites. Hey, I, I, Make money where you can, folks. Well, look at it this way. You pay every Monday night when you watch Monday Night Raw. You pay with your time. And you pay with three hours. You'll never get back. So, you know, pay somehow. Yeah, you're right. And especially if it's a bad show, then you're really paying. So, Rob. Do we spoil something for the fans on what's coming up on YouTube this week? Oh, I do it. I I totally do it. Okay, fans, we have something very special for you. Um, I just got to pull it up real quick. And it's not the fact that Jess McKay and uh, Cassie Lee are going to be at the big event November 13th and uh, Showcase of Legends uh, November 14th. Be sure to come and see them. Uh, we're all, we're actually almost sold out at the big event. So if you haven't gotten your tickets ready, please get them. Um, we are halfway sold out at Albany. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, please do so. You never know. Um, and of course, Ultimo Dragon, Sonny Ono, October 23rd at Showcase of Legends 5 with Ric Flair, John Moxley, the gang, everybody's going to be up in Albany, so be sure to be there because we're going to get a ton of interviews and have a great time. And you get to see me. You get to see Lee. Um, you can tell us the good, the bad, the ugly about our podcast. Uh, we always love the good, not necessarily the bad or the ugly. Um, you know, and when I've got these beautiful women behind me, it's never ugly. Um, so, therefore, it's only when Alex is on the show. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, Lee, if you want to spoil something for the people, I know we're spoiler free, but screw that. I'm also trying to help our YouTube page. Ladies and gentlemen, before we did this podcast show, we did a very special interview with somebody you might recognize. I'm not exactly sure if I'm at the right spot or not, but uh, here you go. Following announcement has been paid for. Like perched on the top rope. I've heard that before. Ladies and gentlemen, the following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. That's where I heard that. That's Neil Pruitt. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we had Neil Perrett on the show. You can expect teaser trailers to start dropping on Wednesday. We're going to drop them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Full interview out Saturday night. You don't want to miss this. Don't, fans. You don't want to miss this. This interview was top-notch. We learned inside stuff about WCW that no one has ever heard before. Hey, second spoiler. Second spoiler. There is actually WCW footage from the final Nitro that WWE is not in possession of, but we know where the possession is. And if you want to know where it is, what is on those tapes, you got to tune in and find out. Rob, you know what to do, my man. There's only one way to do it, and it's spoiler-free. Well, we already screwed that. It ain't the way to be. We're out. Mm -hmm.